This is Up for Debate, episode number 237, recorded July 26th, 2022. Insert coin, a summer of video game movie adaptations. Tonight, Mortal Kombat. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Up for Debate, the debate podcast where the two of us agree on everything. I'm Sean Jennings, joined by a man who always gets his flawless fatality. It is Matt Mariani. Hello, Matt. Fatality. How are you, Mr. Sean? Uh, Matt, I am just revved up, ready to, to get on the boat, head to head to the other world, and um, or outer world, and really, uh, really have a great time with tonight's movie. Oh yeah, because Matt, I just changed you... my name real quick. Uh, it was um, Divine Peace, the opposite of Mortal Kombat. Um, oh, I like that. that. Yeah, uh, surprised that uh, nobody nobody has like tried to make a movie where they were like they they sneak that by. How that's the opposite of Mortal Kombat, I... but I changed it to Liu Kang. Liu Kang wins. I'm pretty Flawless. sure. I bet there was some like Christian organization that put out their version of Mortal <laughs> Kombat called Divine Peace, and they like hugged at the end. Yes, and that sort and of it was anti, probably uh, all about how you know you could resolve this without uh, without violence. Yes, Jesus would never. Uh, no, Matt, <laughs> we are smack in the middle of our video game adaptation movie summer. Uh, we've talked Super Mario Brothers. We've talked Street Fighter, and tonight, Matt. We've got one of the greats. It's nice. I cl- I clipped I it because so so that I can just the just the guy the guy shouting. That, Sean, um, I I put in my notes that made the entire movie for me, and it wasn't not just that, but also how it how it just goes right into the theme right after that, and the theme is so good. It's just like. And every, it's in every, I, I appreciated how they used it in every fight scene. How it was not just, like, one and done. Like, because you, you expect, oh, it's the theme, they're going to use it in, like, maybe in, like, the middle, like, the climactic fight. Or maybe it comes in at the very end, like, b- before the credits. But no, they, they, it was every fight scene. It was that same, that same... Uh, sound effect and and song and I I thought that made that really genuinely made the movie for me. Yeah, I mean you know and and as is tradition here on the show, Matt, uh, we are usually pretty upfront about our feelings on the film. We're not one of those podcasts that waits to reveal our our feelings on the film to the end. I'll be honest, uh, this movie just absolutely blew chunks and the song was probably the only thing I liked about it. This movie was truly just horrible in every respect and I hated watching it and I'm mad we had to watch it. Wow. So sorry, no love but I did want to get that out of the way. I, I was like the complete opposite. I, I really like this movie. Matt, this may be the worst movie we've ever watched. Sean, I'm a little surprised here. I thoroughly enjoyed this movie. I I don't even know what to say. Were we even there watching was no the ad- same movie? It's, I don't know. Were Mortal we? Mortal Kombat, 1995. 1990, okay. The original is what we're talking about today. 
Yes, not the sequel. Uh, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson, a genius oh, of our time. Not even cl- um, come on, stop that. I I don't even know what what did you not like about it? Let's start there. What what rubbed you the wrong way here? Uh gosh, where to start? Um what I think the, where the, was the, where did it go wrong? Where was the fatality here? I think well, first of all, the movie so, and you know what? Maybe I'm soured a little bit. Matt, did you watch the uh, 2021 uh, reboot film? No, I have not seen okay. the reboot. Because maybe that's why I'm spoiled, because I saw the reboot before I saw this original. And the reboot, I think, is is actually pretty good, like, as a standalone movie. Like, I actually, I just, it was on HBO Max for free, so I put it on, you know, a year ago. And I actually enjoyed it, knowing nothing about Mortal Kombat. I'm like, this is a fun, I mean, it's not great, but it's a fun movie. And then I watch this movie where there's no plot. There's no character development. The acting is bad. The script is bad. The sets look bad. The lighting looks bad. The effects look bad. The character development is bad. It's boring. The fight scenes aren't even particularly good, considering this is a fighting movie. Um, I genuinely, like, I wanted to get excited, and I think... I also think Street Fighter was a way better version of this movie. Because at least that had a plot, and it had kind of interesting characters, and the fight scenes I thought were better in that than they were in this one. I thought it was a lot of, like... Well, anyway, that that's... We can get into the details as the show goes on, but it was just... Uh, it was just not good. I mean, what do you think? I, no, I thought pretty much ex- the exact opposite of everything you just said. <laughs> I thought that the, the sets were... I thought the sets were great. I thought for for a no, movie, they look so cheap. Here's the thing: I I I was watching it the whole time through the context of this movie was made in the middle of the '90s. That was like almost almost 30 years ago. It, you know, special effects had a long way to go. Still, had a lot of corners to turn, and things were just starting to come out. I was really trying to get into the mindset of like watching this as as someone in that demographic, even though I was only four years old at the time. Like, if I were if I were like a I'm imagining like a late teens slash twenty something person living in 1995 watching Mortal Kombat, and I think it would have been awesome. I think that it would have I would have left that theater being very very pumped and. Uh, really enjoying the performances from Liu Kang, um, and, uh, and Johnny, I thought that's where I thought that I thought that the main actors were better in, in Mortal Kombat than in Street Fighter with the exception of the villain. I, it's really, really hard to top the villain and that actor from, from Street Fighter, but I thought like, Jean-Claude Van Damme is he's all right in in Street Fighter but he he's playing the role the whole thing with Street Fighter is it's it's going for camp it's a it's a very much a camp I think a campy angle does it hit that mark yes yeah I think it absolutely does but I think Mortal Kombat is more is is also camp but it doesn't fully lean in it also reserves itself as like a as like a mid-level action movie and I thought it I thought it was mostly successful I thought the characters were were interesting I thought that the set, the sets, I was, blo- I was like really impressed with the sets. I'm surprised that you, you didn't like the sets. I thought they were, 
I thought the no, sets were I, some I, of the best part of the movie. And the sound effects. I thought what? that's the bone crunching and the like the Foley work no, was awesome, Sean. It the, was so good. Film, no, here's no no no. This may be the most we ever disagree on the show, which is fun. But might be. I will say, I'm not going to beat up the fact that, you're right, the technology wasn't there at the time for the great... All the CGI looks awful. I'm not going to beat it up. At least they tried. Like, I'm not... Okay, I let that slide. But the sets, everything is shot... Now, again, I watch this on a 4K television, an HD version of the movie in 2022. It was so dark. All the sets and all all of the interior fighting, like not when they were on the beach, but all the interior fighting stuff, it shot so dark, I assume to hide all the bad special effects and to make them a little more plausible. So you can't see what's going on most of the time. All of the sets blend into one another and are bland as hell. Like there's no diversity in what's going on. They, they spend the whole movie in the caves of the island where there's no... And that's one thing I credit the 2021 version of is they like get around and do different, like the 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 uh, Mortal Kombat part of the movie is only a much smaller part of the reboot. What I didn't like about this movie is we spend like five minutes at the beginning meeting our characters, and then they spend the whole rest of the movie in Mortal Kombat, which is not the interesting part of the film because then there's no character development. There's no excitement around what they're doing. Uh, I, I write here, the, the first real fight comes 40 minutes into the movie. So the, the pacing is all off. Uh, you know, one thing I'll mention, Matt, and, and I agree with you, I, I, I'm not going to fault the actors. I really don't think they're bad actors. I think the script is terrible. And, and this is um, Hollywood Reporter did an oral history on the movie a number of years ago. That was really interesting. Um, but... Uh, uh, where's the quote here I wanted to read? Oh, uh, Paul Anderson said, uh, the script was kind of being written while we were in pre-production, which is a challenging thing, but it was a good thing because it gave me the opportunity to help steer the direction. Uh, here's the quote. When it came to actually shooting the movie, I really encouraged the actors to ad-lib quite a lot. It was a lot of the humor in the movie. Um, Lyndon Ashby follows up by saying the, the uh, those were $500 sunglasses asshole line um, were, were all ad-libbed. I'm not surprised they made this. This movie does not feel like it was written far in advance. Um, it feels quite slapdash. I was uh, while you were yeah. I was actually while you were reading that. I was trying to find the um, budget. It, it it did very much feel like a low, like a very low budget, almost like a fan movie. But again, I, I guess I was I was trying to look at it through the lens of like, oh, it's 1995. And no one had really made a movie like this before. This is kind of like its first, how it has to, you know, it's adapted from a, from an already existing IP that's very, very beloved. I guess Mario was probably like the, the closest thing up till this point. Um, even Street Fighter, I don't think had gotten really as much over here, as much love as Mortal Kombat in the States. So it, they were walking on a lot of, uh, a lot of, eggshells and um i i do agree with you about the lighting i didn't really think about it at the time but yeah that the the lighting the lighting is junk in in this movie it's uh well it's not very well lit it, and i'll i'll give you another uh quote here from this uh hollywood reporter article that i think also adds to some of my set design annoyance this is from the production designer on the film jonathan carlson and this is a quote uh, uh talking about the goro puppet 
with the forearms. That guy had 13 to 16 puppeteers. The cables were going all over the place. One guy would be doing the eyeballs. The other guy would be doing the eyebrows. The other guy would be manipulating something else. They spent a million dollars on that puppet. When we designed the statutory gardens on the soundstage, it was meant to have beautiful koi ponds and oversized lilies and waters and reflection pool. And at the last minute, they were afraid Goro might fall over and fall into one of the ponds and short circuit and ruin the electronics. Uh, so they took all the water features out. Um, I found the budget. Speaking of the but, do you know what the budget was? Do you know twenty mil? I don't know off the top of my head, but yeah, I would say. Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, do you do you want to guess how much they made off that twenty mil? The movie was successful. It, was um, it wasn't like a total, but it was enough to warrant a sequel. Hundred twenty-two. Yeah, very respectable. One twenty-two I mean, off that twenty. You know, th- this film they greenlit it before Mortal Kombat two even came out. So mm. by the time the movie did come out, um, what year did Mortal Kombat two come out? Nine, uh, I want to say 99 or 98. No, 90, Mortal Kombat 2 came... The game came out in 93. In arcades. When did it uh, hit home consoles? Oh, um... Are you talking about the yeah, game and not, the movie? No, the game. The, the game, game came hit out consoles in arcades. Um, and in 94. Late 94. 94. Yep, yep. So this, this game was absolutely at its most peak when the movie came out, which they got lucky that that was the case. Um, because I, I agree. I think that absolutely helped the, uh, the box office. Oh, sure. Yeah. It was, that was the, that was the right time. Um, I had a bunch of, I actually had a bunch of questions. I didn't know that, uh, I wasn't sure that your response to this movie was going to be so, um, Aggressive. So, so, so yeah, anti. Um, but my, I was gonna say, Sean, which which one do you think had the better fight scenes, Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter? Well, better is not a word that I would necessarily. I think again, it's all about the production, and I don't want to beat up Paul W. S. Anderson too much. This was his first big budget movie. Obviously, later went on to direct basically all the Resident Evil films. Um, but the fight scenes were aggressively over edited and there was a really heavy use of slow motion in the fights, which bummed me out because I felt in street fighter, they were a little more practical and felt a little more realistic. Um, and you know, it's a martial arts movie. I mean, I don't think there's any debate. It's called combat is in the name. Like that's the point. If you're going to do that. And again, from everything I've read about the making of the movie, they had very good stunt people and very good trainers, and they spent a lot of time on the fights. And for that to be the case, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, the fights don't look great. Like, they, I get it, and they're big and all this stuff, but, man, with, when you get in the slow motion and the aggressive cuts, I was like, I, I think it was just a missed opportunity. They're over pretty quick, too. They're very... I, that was my, my complaint with the fights, is that they were... It was quick, and... Like you said earlier, they 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 start the movie with a fight, but it's like a dream sequence or a flashback. I think a flashback maybe or a dream. Se- really, either one. Um, but then you don't you don't actually see combat in Mortal Kombat until probably another forty minutes in. Um, it's it's a lot, and I well, get it. I think they were trying to make a lot of character establishment up to that point, 
and establish the motivation of like, oh, why is everyone going to the tournament? Like, what is what do they gain from it? And um, I I guess my favorite my I think where the where the film stands the strongest, I thought, was in the writing. I thought in the um, not necessarily the screenplay, but the storyboarding. I thought how they each one of them had a, a de- definite re- like reason for being at the tournament. The reason made sense. Uh, it wasn't just like, oh, I want to win a bunch of money or like oh, this, like fame. Or, they all they all had like an int- very intricate or elaborate reason to be there. And then when you have the whole twist about the the um, the uh, like the nether world or the um, the outworld. And, and how that exists in the in the portal and everything, um, their motivations kind of kind of lo- change and align. I thought that was a really a really smart way because when you think about it, these characters all already exist, right? And you have to now because as far as I know, the first the first video game had a very very loose plot where it was just kind of a bunch of fighters in a tournament, and you have to really try to like fit why they're at this thing i thought they just did a good job with uh with landing that yeah i mean i think but but i kind of disagree with that because i would have liked so we get very small introductions of the main three characters at the beginning of the movie we are introduced introduced to sonya blade where she's just like busting into a nightclub rip shit about how her uh partner got killed and she's kind of not a good cop at that point. And then she's in Mortal Kombat. So like all of a sudden there's like a very small, so we're very quickly introduced. Liu Kang, we see him show up in Thailand. Uh, there's the little bit with Raiden, but again, there's not a big introduction to his character or any sort of long introduction about his, we briefly learn that his brother is dead, which we saw at the beginning of the movie. And then with Johnny Cage, I actually really liked his introduction where they do like the fake movie fight scene with with the uh, the special agent looking guys and the director says cut, which by the way, that was supposed to be Steven Spielberg uh, playing the director, which I love that fun fact. He wasn't able to make it. Uh, but I kind of like that where I'm like, I want to spend more time with these characters. Not we, basically the bulk of the movie, our time spent with them is them quipping and fighting people. And I'm like, I kind of want to get involved in these characters. That's one of the things um, the movie does, uh, the new movie, the reboot does, is that um, who's the guy with the um, who killed her partner, the guy with the robot eye? What's his name? Um, is Do it you remember? Kano? Kano? Kano, yes. He is much more featured in the reboot, and he's very good in it, and he actually has a role and a part in it, and he plays a valuable part in the movie. Like, I kind of was disappointed that we didn't get to really enjoy these characters, because Johnny Cage, I was like, okay, he's quippy, but I think, what an interesting guy. Uh, A major actor who everyone thinks fakes his own stunts, and he's self-conscious about it, but he's really trained his whole life for this, and... I don't know. I, I just feel like they, they weren't served as they could have because the movie was just too focused on, on moving things forward in a plot that was pretty loose. Yeah, I guess I was... I, I applauded the... Um, by the way, that director uh, was Sandy Sandy Helberg, a German uh, director who 
filled in as uh, as the Steven Spielberg. I thought they, I mean, they they definitely made him look like Steven Spielberg. Like you, there was no mistaking yeah. like, who he was supposed to be. I thought that was that was that was smart. That was and that was clever with the fight scene where he's like, "You're supposed to fall down now," and then or this is the part where you fall down, and then he like knocks him out. Where do and you then get it, these guys? Yeah, no, that was cool. That was. Uh, that was a good introduction. I my my entire favorite exchange in the whole film is when Liu Kang meets Johnny Cage for the first time, and Johnny Cage yes. thinks he's there to take his bags for him, and he like pulls out like a five dollar bill or twenty dollar. He pulls out like a dollar and he's like, um, he's like, how hard is, is take my bag, put it on the boat? How hard is that for me? And the, how hard is that to do? And he's like. Do you understand me? And then he's like, I understand perfectly, sir. Picks the bag up, just throws it in the ocean. And then uh, Johnny Cage's response is, glad I didn't ask him to park my car. Which, by the way, an (laughs) ad-libbed line. A a noted ad-libbed line. Yeah. Well, I think, and by the way, again, you talk about plot, but it's like, you get Johnny Cage, a noted celebrity movie star, who goes to some pier in the middle of the night, where, by the way, everybody is welding in the middle of the night. There's, like, yeah. sparks everywhere. Very weird. <laughs> That's what you do on a pier, Sean. <laughs> Meets with a bunch of strangers, and then a weird yeah. boat comes out of the fog, and he just gets on the boat. Well, he's, doesn't he tell them, doesn't the his his teacher or whoever that's supposed to be... Well, but he, he again, it's, he's like, there's a tournament. Picks you up. And if you win this tournament... You'll, you'll, no one will debate you're the grace. He's like, okay, I'm there. Like, there, there's yeah, no. Yeah, I mean, this is before the, this is before the internet. It's not like you could like look it up on travel, travel advisor, and be like, what's this tournament about? No, but, you just but get that's, on the boat. that's what bummed me out. And actually, Matt, I brought a, I think for the first time ever, I brought a video clip. Okay. Because I believe we can play those. Because what bummed me out is the movie never really explains the plot. Like, he never really explains what Outer World is and never really explains the history of Mortal Kombat. It, That's kind of where I, I assume maybe those gaps are filled in from having played the game. But that bums me out. Because when you make a movie like this, you have to make it so people who haven't played the games get it. Like, you can't just make it for those playing the game. I have played Mortal Kombat games, but I have I played the original? I don't think so. I don't if I did, I definitely don't remember. I was definitely too young. But I, but I pulled the trailer for the movie. Okay. Okay, and I'm going to play it, and I want you to listen to the start of it here, because I think this does a way better job of explaining the movie than the movie ever does. Let's take a listen. There burns the fury of a warrior. In every generation, a few are chosen to prove it. One of you three will decide the outcome of the tournament. Three strangers will travel to the mystical realm of Outworld to defend our people against Shang Tsung. You will and his forces of darkness. In an ancient tournament, one more victory. Your soul is mine. And our world no! is the
theirs. It has begun! And then the the rest of the trailer is them... Uh, I, I miss Don LaFontaine. Yeah, so good. But again, in, in literally one minute, they perfectly explain the plot of this movie that I would have much rather them done like during the actual thing. It, it, it just, it baffles me that at no point does anyone stop and say, here's, like, Raiden sort of sprinkles it in, but he's like, there's a reason you're here. There is this uh, cross-dimensional tournament that, ha- like, just take a minute and friggin' explain it. <laughs> I felt dumb. I don't know. I I thought that they, they explained it fine. It was there's but, this, this big tournament, you're all in it. But they screw and... the rules because they, they start with those couple fights on the beach or sort of the first tournament fights, and they're normal. There's a crowd, whatever. Mm-hmm. They win or they lose. But then there's, like, then Goro just comes in and kills that guy. And then Johnny Cage is allowed to just challenge Goro, which is apparently you can just challenge anybody. Is like, is there a bracket? Is there like rounds in the tournament? I like, I don't, I don't. Yeah, understand. they didn't really. They they would have at least benefited from having some kind of order. I just I I got the impression, Sean, that the whole tournament was just basically a kind of like a scam that was being run by. Um, uh, by Shang Tsung. Uh, and Shang Tsung was just like, he was doing this just to be able to absorb every, like the loser's souls. That was what he was doing. And then, then whoever won the tournament didn't matter. He was just going to like, he was going to fight him in the end and then take his soul. That was my impression. I thought that the whole thing was just luring uh, like the world's greatest fighters to one place so they could all kill each other. So then he could absorb their souls and then go on to take over the world because now that the greatest fighters have been ended, which when you think about it, as far as villain plan go- goes, that's pretty, that's um pretty big brained, I would think. Well, but then I'm kind of mixed up because I thought, so what does he need the souls for? Because I thought the rule was if you no, but if you win 10 Mortal Kombat's in a row, you get to take over the other... That's definitely the rule. What you um, get to take over. Here we go. So, so here's a little bit of the explanation from Lord Raiden. This is a quote from the movie. Uh, listen, what you are about to face is more important than your ego, your enemy, or your quest for revenge. You're about to embark on a secret mission. You have been chosen to defend the realm of Earth in a tournament called Mortal Kombat. Sonya says, defend it from who? Your world is but one of many realms. One of them is a forsaken land called Outworld, ruled by an immortal who has crowned himself emperor. Now he seeks a new world to conquer and enslave. Johnny Cage says, now wait a second. If this guy's so powerful, why doesn't he just invade us? Lord Raiden says, to enter the realm of Earth, the emperor's demon sorcerer, Shang Tsung, and his warriors have to win 10 straight victories in Mortal Kombat. They have won nine. This will be the 10th tournament. So it doesn't matter that he eats people's souls or that he's powerful. He can't do it unless he wins 10 straight victories in Mortal Kombat. Oh, yeah, I see that. There are there are those <laughs> rules. I, I still think the whole thing is like a just a ploy to try to get the, the Earth strong Earth realms strongest fighters to give his uh, give up their souls. Um. Which they've already won nine in a row, so if they win one more time, they get to invade and conquer Earth, it says. Yes. 
Um, well, <laughs> that actually that just reminded me of the ending, like the very end scene. Oh yeah, where and it I I was not expecting it to. I thought they were gonna like have another fight, but it just ends with. Um, Shao Kahn, who's I guess the the emperor behind the whole, he's rules ruler of Outworld, and uh, they just get through defeating. Um, they just get through defeating. Uh, 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 Shang Tsung, and he's like, "Now you have to take on me. You have to fight me." And then they they all are like lined up, like it's going to be a fight, and then it just cuts to. To the credits, bizarre, um, weird, real weird, weird ending. I'll I'll give it that. Strange ending, um, strange pacing all around. Yeah, yeah, no, pretty strangely paced. But I will say, I feel like I'm turning thought, you a little bit. I I still I'm gonna go to bat for the for the scenery, the 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 set pieces, and the foley. The the sound effects were good. Oh my! I thought God. these. I thought Stop was, that! That I I cannot. I cannot get behind. I can't. I definitely can't get behind dissing the sound, the the sound design. I thought the sound production and design in this movie was very, was very fine. good. Bone fine. snapping and crunching, and I thought the 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 uh, scenes on the boat, even the special effects with the not the visual special effects, but the bugs and stuff when the they they after they beat Scorpion. The bugs all come out. I thought some of it was it was was okay. Again, I I guess I took the whole thing in the grain of like, well, this is a 1995 movie. This is just how movies were back then. That's like almost 30 years ago. Yeah, no, and listen, that this was out at exactly the time when effects were terrible, like notably in a lot of movies. So I I get that. I think, and I agree with you. Like the shots on the beach, I thought were very cool. Um, but even when they were on the boat, that set felt really small, um, and really monotone. Um, what I was going to say is one, one other mistake I didn't like was the fact that the film has a PG 13 rating, you know, uh, Mortal Kombat known for being an incredibly violent game. Uh, one of the most of its era, uh, and the reboot I believe was rated R. And Mm. so the fact that there wasn't there wasn't a lot of grisly deaths. I think uh, I missed that. I, I, I did I miss that. This was, this was the game that started the ESRB, right? That started up like raiding video games. I think it was because of it, it, the violence in, in Mortal Kombat. Um, absolutely. Absolutely. This so, was uh, no, exhibit a, yeah, for that, if you will, really very, very minuscule. Um, not a not a whole lot in the in that department. A very very tame. Um, so, all right. Any more things to say? I thought. Um, I, I did you recognize? Um, did you recognize Sonia, Bridget Wilson, from uh, Billy Madison? You ever see Billy? I've Madison? never seen. I, I've never seen Billy Madison. Oh, okay. I right I right away I was like that's Miss Vaughn from uh from Billy Madison. <laughs> How about that? What is Bridget Wilson doing these days? Billy Madison too? I don't know. I mean, you could ask that question of basically oh. everybody who is in this movie. Uh she is married to 
Pete Sampras. Oh, good for her. Well, do you know who was originally supposed to play Sonya Blade? I almost certainly just made that up, but her Wikipedia says her name is Bridget Leanne Wilson Sampras. So I'm assuming that she's married to Pete Sampras. Yeah, it's a spouse, Pete, Pete Sampras. Yeah, you're right. Oh, okay. So, all right. I did. I, I, I was in the right. Yeah, she is married. Okay. Okay, good. Good for her. Yeah, they got she's married in 2000. Acting. So they've been married for 22 years. Uh, um, do you know who was uh, supposed to play the role? Of um, of Sonia? Of, of Sonia? Uh, let's see, 95. Melissa Joan Hart. What? No, no, no. I'll give you a hint. This actress had just starred in The Mask. Shania Twain. What? I'm just thinking about mid, like, 90s. I'm starting to think you're not even um, trying. Uh, <laughs> no, originally Cameron oh, Diaz. Oh, Cameron Diaz. Okay. Was she in The Mask? Yeah, she she was in The Mask. Uh, and she dropped out due to a wrist injury and was replaced uh, at the last minute. Okay. Oh, yeah. I, she would have. Yeah, I could have seen that. That was that was kind of her time too, mid to late nineties. So this uh, this movie had a lot of uh, a lot of last minute changes. Yeah. <laughs> yes, I would agree. Now, my, Matt, for my money, I thought I thought Talisa Soto as Katana was probably the best. She was great. I thought. Phenomenal. Uh... She was fine. The movie didn't really give her anything to do except stare. And then I I didn't think she had enough time or play. I thought she, but I thought she was really good in the role. Um, uh, I, I love the, uh, her to win your next match. Use the element, which brings life. Hmm. Hmm. Water. It's Watermount. <laughs> um, do you know? Do you know that she's uh, starred in another movie that we've covered on the show? Yes, I do. Uh, okay. Not just her, but also, um, I think it was the actor that played Liu Kang, right? Uh, what was he in? Mistaken? Robin Chow. No, who is it? Not not Liu Kang. It's um, Shang Tsung. Oh, I just saw it. Maybe it was Shang Tsung. Oh, he was also in. Okay, I didn't know. We're, but the movie we're talking about is we're, License we're to Kill. Two different movies here. License to Kill. Yeah. Well, they were both in License to Kill. It was Shang. Yeah, Shang Tsung. Yes, they were both in yes. License to Kill. Um, alongside the great, uh, I actually, um, I actually recently was was interested in in doing a rewatch of that. Of license, I think that was. We might have. I don't know if we sold it short. I th- I don't remember specifically what we said or what we thought about it, but I thought it was uh, in retrospect maybe one of the best Bond films of all time. I recall we liked it. Um, mm-hmm. I think I actually have within very quick um, my rankings from when we did the Bond series, and let's see where I License to Kill I ranked as the fourth best personally. Yeah. Um, with only Casino Royale, For Your Eyes Only, and Goldfinger above it. So, yeah. And even The Living and, Daylights uh, was eight out of twenty-four. So, hmm. no, I, I was watching some, um, just some. I, I follow it like a Bond channel on YouTube, and uh, it revisited all of the the movies and their 
their uh, their plot, and uh, it was it was good. And um, any more to say about Mortal Kombat? I have a question for you, Matt. Yeah, because we met a lot of characters throughout this movie. Obviously, our main heroes: Liu Kang, Johnny Cage, Sonya Blade. We met some powerful folks, Shang Tsung, Lord Raiden. We met Katana, and then some of the B-level characters, Kano, Scorpion, Sub-Zero, Reptile, um, Goro. If you were in Mortal Kombat and had to choose one of these, I guess I'll take Shang Tsung and Lord Raiden out of it, because they're kind of a little too powerful. If you had to pick any of these to fight, who would you want to fight against in Mortal Kombat? Who would I want to fight against? None of them. You have but to choose one. It's Mortal Kombat. I, I I actually thought of this while we were watching the movie. I think okay. I picked Kano because I, I think his Cockney accent is hysterical. And he seems like somebody you really just want to beat the crap out of. He sucks as a person. So I would probably pick him. But he's got a knife, too, which is a little scary. But... um. I don't think he's that good of a fighter. I think he has the knife to really try to like compensate for his lack of martial arts skills. So that's who I would pick. How about you? Uh, Matt, you, you really... There, there was an easy one served up on a platter for you. Of all the characters in the movie, I would fight uh, the director of Cage's film. Oh, who, no. The Steven Spielberg uh, lookalike. You said the fighters. You said all the fighters. No, I said the I characters know, that, in the movie. Who knows? That guy, that guy might, be, he might be tougher than he looks. <laughs> Maybe he, no, maybe actually, he's if I got, no like, advanced martial arts training, yeah, uh, I everyone else in the movie does. No, if I had to pick who mm-hmm. to fight, no, I'll, I'll give you a real answer. Um, Kano's a good one. Which, by the way, they give him a laser eye in the new movie. Helps his character a lot. Yeah. Um, I would say, maybe Scorpion, because I think if I could like. I don't. Scorpion what do you call? Would be like one of the last ones I would fight. He's got no, because he's he's got the spear on the arm on the on the arm. I think if I could like cut that off or remove that, I I have no idea how good he is at actual like combat because he uses that thing all the time. So I don't know. He's got like armor too. Okay. Well, over here. He was my maybe, favorite one to use in the games. Yes. No. And he the, the weird thing in this movie where his hand opens up and it comes out like it's unnecessarily weird. He was my favorite, but now that I've seen this movie, I think I might be more of a Liu Kang guy. My, I like Johnny different. Cage. Or maybe I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm more of a Katana now because I liked yeah, I liked uh, the actress. Maybe I will say way. it's definitely Johnny Cage was my favorite in the movie. I thought Lyndon Ashby was very funny. I think he played like the Hollywood guy very well. He did. Yeah, yeah, he did. He he did a good job. Overall. And then, can I read a few one-liners off the quotes page? Yeah. As we wrap up? Of course, we, we already talked about those were $500 sunglasses, asshole, which is a great one. Um, yeah. Johnny Cage. Lou, I don't like this. I'm in a hostile environment. I'm totally unprepared, and I'm surrounded by a bunch of guys who probably want to kick my ass. It's like being back in high it's school. Like being in high school, yeah. <laughs> um, I like that one. Uh, Cage and Blade going back and forth. While you're at it, why don't you call my agent? Do I look like your secretary? 
Um, Did you say the one where he's like, uh, where are um, Sonia asks him, like, where are we? And he goes, what do I look like? Your travel agent? Yeah. (laughs) This is not great. Yeah. They're just not that good, but they're so funny. Um, Remember when people had travel agents? Is that still a thing? They do still exist, but mostly old people. For old people, mostly. It's uh, Johnny Cage. This is not good, but I'm fine. I can handle this. So this is Outworld, huh? I can see why they want a change of scenery. Cage looking inside the temple for the first time. Gee, I wonder what the bathroom looks like. Yeah. Uh, so just pure garbage. He's definitely Matt. the comic comic relief there. He, he, we got to uh, just... we got to do our our drinking game here. Oh yes, that's become a tradition with for us. Yes, so we the end, Mortal Kombat we drinking with game. A, a, uh, our, our drinking game that's themed on a movie that's themed on a video game or game that's themed on a movie themed on a game. Uh, this one comes from Alco Hollywood which I think we visited before, but this one, not only does it have a, a game with it, it also includes a drink, Sean. Oh, so a signature drink. Guess, before I have you guess what is in the drinking game, um, I'll tell you about the uh, this episode's drink, which is called Flawless Victory. Okay. Flawless Victory has... Um, this citrusy, spicy cocktail has all the smoke and kick of your average day in Outworld. Think of it like a Bloody Mary that's made from the blood of your enemies, and also a demon or two. It is one part smoky scotch, one part gold tequila, three parts tomato juice, radishes, a splash of lemon juice, and black pepper, red chili flakes, and paprika to taste. Muddle the radishes in a shaker, add ice, and remain add the remaining ingredients. Give it a good shake. Combine the pepper, paprika, and chili flakes on a plate, and also apply to the rim of the glass. Pour into a cocktail and enjoy. Would you drink the uh, Flawless Victory, Sean? No, that sounds awful. <laughs> that sounds I awful. So. I would absolutely not I do that. I not think so. Yeah, but that's, no that, is their, that is their signature drink. Um, and the, here, here are the, uh, the, what do you, what, before I, I, I tell, I tell them to you, what would you guess would be the rules for the drinking game for Mortal Kombat? Well, first of all, if I were doing a Mortal Kombat cocktail, I would theme it around Sub-Zero. Um, yeah, yeah, it would be more I, tropical, I would do something, I think. Co- well, it would be, first of all, it'd have to be very cold, um, blue, like a light blue in color. Um, and then, you know, blue Curacao. Yeah. I think that would be good. Uh, no, the, the drinking game, um, maybe, maybe, maybe Sub-Zero and Scorpion. It'd be like in, in, um, you know, in, uh, in, uh, a Casino Royale where Bond is doing that drinking where he has the Scorpion. Is it Casino Royale? He's got like the Scorpion on his arm and he has to drink it before the Scorpion stings him. I think that's Casino Royale. I love that. That's, uh, yeah, that's, uh, maybe you do that. You put a little scorpion on the end of it. All right. What would you do in a Mortal Kombat drinking game? Um, every time Johnny Cage mentions he's a Hollywood star. Does that come up a lot? No, maybe not. See, that's my promise. Because my next one was going to be every time Sonya Blade mentions her dead partner. 
But that's kind of only in the first half of the movie. Yeah. Um, a lot of these are like one and done. Every time a character uses their supernatural power. This is kind that's... of a tough one. <clears throat> you have to, you have to kind of think of a, um, it's, this is, it's more, think nineties for this one. Think, think very much. Ni- these are, these are probably the most nineties drinking rules I've ever seen. I don't know what that means. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 Matt, I wouldn't even know where to start. I'm excited to hear though. What's in the, uh, the Mortal First Kombat off, drinking game. Anytime one of the characters performs a special move, one of their special move. Sure. Or anytime they uh, use anytime, the catchphrase. Anytime a character, and this is exactly written word for word on here. Anytime a character gives a sick 90s era burn. And in parentheses, it says most of these will be provided by Johnny Cage. Yes. Okay. <laughs> so, Got it. I agree. Sick 90s era burn. Um, every time characters offer naked exposition about characters and or plot points. An example of this would be Raiden telling the main characters their character flaws for the sake of the audience, which was one of my favorite yes. scenes in the movie. A lot of that. Um, finish your drink when Johnny Cage quips, those were $500 sunglasses, asshole. Classic. And Classic. Get over here. Those are your two f- drink finishers. All right. right there. Well, you know, Matt. I, I uh, would also uh, add in. I would like to add probably when the first time um uh the first fatality we get and also at the end when Liu Kang says flawless victory i would add those as drink finishers yeah but not if you're you drinking know, Matt, the I, uh, for this uh, <laughs> tomato no, gross don't coffee. don't want to finish that don't definitely not yeah i actually started putting together a game for us to play on tonight's show okay. and i ran out of time and it was going to be uh, very simple. It was just uh, Mortal Kombat one-liners, real or fake. Mm. And so I started to write some fake ones that weren't in the movie, and I was going to see if I could catch you, because they're all kind of predictable. And so what I, I'm trying to remember the ones I had come up with, but it was like, you know, uh, Johnny Cage to Sonya, uh, you know, uh, Earthrealm called, they want your moves back, or something like that, I think was going to be one. And then there was like... Johnny Cage, I'll have what they're having. Like, it was all, like, bad one-liners like that. I was going to see if I could trick you into uh, thinking they were in the movie, um, but I uh, I ran out of time. That's fair. We could save it for next time, which is uh, what? Do you, do, you know what, do you know what movie we're doing? You want to guess? It is <laughs> Laura Croft's Tomb Raider. Yes. Yes, Tomb exactly. We're, we're leaving the 90s, and we are going to... The early 2000s, 2001. Listen, we, 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 we fought the streets. We combated the mortals. Next, we're going to raid those tombs. But before we do that, Matt, we've got to rate this movie um, on our ever-changing 1 to 10 scale. Uh, and I'm going to go first on this one, I think, because I seem to have some strong opinions. Uh, I'm going to rate this on a scale of... Uh, uh, I'm going to rate this on a scale of of 1 to 10 bad CGI lizards. And, uh, Matt, I'm going to rate this movie a 2. Um, I genuinely... You know, Mario Brothers was not a great movie, but it was weird and interesting. Street Fighter, not a great movie, but it was exciting and action-packed. 
Mortal Kombat was not a great movie that looked bad, was boring, uh, and I hated it. I just, I cannot, it, this, this, I'm really going to have to go back and go through our full list of movies we watched. This may be the most, the one I disliked watching the most. I almost turned it off several times because there was just, it was so slow. And I think in, in reading that uh, oral history, when they showed the first cut of the movie to audience, their response was, there aren't enough fights. So they had to go shoot more fights. And I still don't think there were enough fights because it just, it wasn't. This was not a fun experience. This was not a so bad it's good. This was bad, bad, bad. So two bad CGI lizards. Matt, how would you rate this film? Um, I was going to go ahead and give it a rating on uh, radishes. Because I've never seen radishes in a drink. I'm really hung up on this drink. This flawless victory drink. <laughs> we may have to make that. We may have to make that uh, for the show. Yeah, for the for that'll be for the Patreon. Uh, that's the only way I'm drinking that. Um, on a scale of one to ten, radishes? Question mark. Why would you put them in drinks? In parentheses. Uh, I would go ahead and give this film f- like five and a half radishes. Um, and that's because I I enjoyed it. I thought that the sets were really good. I was just kind of playing it up. Cause it, just because I knew how much you hated it, but I thought I still thought the sets were good. I still thought the the uh, sound effect sound goes a long way in movies for me, and I thought that it did. A, they did a good job with the combat, but combat scenes there were they were too and far too far off in between. And I, I but I really appreciated every. I laughed every time. I don't know if this was the intention, but. Every time I heard Mortal Kombat and then that the theme <laughs> kicks in, literally every fight scene they did have, I appreciated that. Um, and I thought it was, a, it was a fun little, it wasn't a long movie. I think the movie was only like an hour and 40 minutes or something. It was, it was pretty short. Um, I didn't, th- I thought it definitely didn't overstay its welcome. It was a fine movie, especially seen through the lens of mid nineties, very clearly built it, uh, itself up for a sequel. Um, and because it left kind of on that cliff, a very, very big cliffhanger. Um, but yeah, I say five and a half oddly placed radishes. Yeah, we're, and we're definitely eventually. not watching the sequel. I will tell you that. Um, because I was just uh, going to say, when did, when did the sequel come out? Uh, sequel Mortal came Kombat out in 1997. Yes, 1997. Uh, Along with two I will say series. that. Any live action yes, prequel, uh, Sean. They're, they had a prequel, Mortal Kombat Conquest. Uh, yeah, I'm not. Absolutely which came not. out in 1998. Uh, so. And I, I will say for the. Maybe they uh, explain some things in the prequel. In the sequel, both Johnny Cage and Sonya Blade are recast. Um, it, it's got to just be horrible. So there, there's so just sad. no way in hell we're going to watch it. But. <laughs> um, I do. Oh, largely negative reviews. For its story, yeah. characters, and special effects, I'm, I'm told it was it's also quite, a massive commercial failure, grossing 51 mil against a 30 mil budget. Uh, due to the film's poor critical and commercial response, a direct sequel was canceled immediately. It, and what's and interesting, the third uh, film would languish in development hell until the 2021 reboot. The director of the film, Mortal Kombat Annihilation, who was not Paul Anderson, um directed this movie and then did not direct another movie until 2006 is the butterfly effect two. But then he went on, he directed the massive hit Annabelle 
Um, okay. As well as a few other uh, successful horror films. Wish Upon, The Silence. Um, he's got more movies coming out. And he was the uh, cinematographer on a number of uh, big films, including Joe Dirt, The Scorpion King. Anyway, I don't know why we're talking about this movie. Uh, <laughs> but, man, I will say, I do highly recommend watch the reboot of Mortal Kombat. I think it is a much better Mortal Kombat movie. And I think it's a good, bad movie. Like, it's not a cinematic masterpiece, but it's fun. And it's available on HBO Max if you have it. So, yeah, um, I All will right. plug I'll that. Take that. I'll take that as my homework assignment until next time. I will I watch it good. and I will report back. And then, absolutely, you got to watch Lara Croft Tomb Raider for next week. Uh, the 2001 film... Uh, will be next up on our list. Uh, now, this one, I will admit, I, I did see this one in theaters. I, I do okay. have loose memories of seeing it when it came out in theaters in 2001, but that was a long time ago, so I'm going to rewatch it. And uh, uh, I, I remember it being okay. And I don't think I had any strong opinions back when I was, like, 10, but didn't really have strong opinions about many things except for homework and... Uh, <laughs> chores i guess but yeah. i i do fear that this is that this is going to be the third movie in a row where they go to those same temples in thailand to film the, the pointy ones i think it's three well, it's in a row the same ones yeah we're, we're <laughs> so gonna like be a... revisiting like the angkor wat style buddhist uh temples yeah is is there like a tax credit for that or something i don't know oh, i'm sure they uh yeah they must charge them <laughs> They must charge him a hefty fee. Oh, boy. Well, this was a fun one, Matt. Even if the movie wasn't good, it's still a pleasure to talk with you about it. Uh, of course, check out our website, EffortDebate.tv. We do have the past Street Fighter Mario Brothers episodes you can check out. Of course, you can subscribe wherever you get podcasts, the video version as well on YouTube. And, of course, uh, get in contact with us at EffortDebateTV on Twitter, email us, EffortDebateTV at gmail.com. This has been a Coffee and Beer production, executive produced by Matt Mariani and Sean Jennings. To learn more, visit coffeeandbeer.tv.